What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner. Rest day awaits. It's your boy Congestion here. And I'm back. And I'm Sebastian. <laughs> and today, the boys are all back, all three of us, and we got these things here called music that we're going to talk about like we do. Six of them. Six pieces of music. So let's get into it here first with a little bit of the Deathcore realm. A uh, new album here from And Hell Followed With called Quietus. Take it away, Trent. So this one, um, I do know And Hell Followed With. I saw their, I think their merch was on, I think it was Indie Merch Store. Uh, and they had been advertising them. It was either Indie Merch Store or a different uh, metal so it sounds merch like it would be store. indie merch because that, that's usually the bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. So I listened to him like it was like a few months back and I was like, OK, yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was going to sound like. <laughs> um, and this album kind of took me for a loop a little bit because there was some like, I, I don't know if I would say acoustic parts, but like, you know, the, the clean vocals coming out um, and like some cleaner guitar, which was really cool to hear, especially in uh, deathcore and stuff like that. Um, so overall for, I think this was like a middle of the week, uh, album for me or no, this, this one came out yesterday. Which one came out yesterday? I can't remember. I can't remember. My week's been amazing. So I was gonna say this one actually came out a while ago. Oh, well, while not ago. a while ago. Okay. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Well, yeah. Maybe. Okay. I couldn't remember which ones came out yesterday. No, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was overall, I found it pretty enjoyable. Uh, I loved the opener, uh, The Great Mist, really cool there, but that uh, I kind of like piano piece uh, was very, very cool. So overall, gave it an 8 out of 10. It's a good Deathcore album. It is, yeah. For Deathcore, it is very acceptable. Uh, at the same time, though, uh, it is Deathcore, so you're not getting anything too new here. Um, but That's everyone... right, I forgot to mention that. It's Deathcore, sorry. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Pivotal point there. First episode back, I'm already fucking up, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, it's it, it, it's got your good stuff. I mean, also you got like a Kyle Anderson feature. We love Kyle Anderson. Uh, you also got some Duncan Bentley, uh, Julian Kersey, and uh, Kyle Med Medina. I believe I was gonna say Medina, but I doubt that that is that. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 overall fine. You know, it wasn't like one of the more memorable deathcore albums to me, but it was still good for what it was. Uh, like you said, the Great Mist was a really good opener for the album. I also enjoyed the title track, uh, the song "Jewels of Urn," the Well, and "Sacrificial Human Destiny," to name a few. Um, and you know, album covers pretty sick as well. You got that deathcore fucking metal shit, you know, <laughs> it's, it is what it is, you know, but, uh, yeah, overall I gave this a seven and a half. It was definitely a decent album and I could see myself going back to at least some of those songs I mentioned and probably the whole album I would say in general too. So there you have it with that for me. Uh, Sebastian, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this album was definitely not quiet. You know, it's deathcore, it's nice synths, nice screams. Actually, pretty good production. I, I will give it that. The production is really nice. Very wet. Very damp, I guess I should say. Uh, the production, uh, or sorry, 
looking on to my fourth bullet point. Uh, Body Snatchers vocalist, he's back this week, and he had a pretty nice uh, feature on Emotionless Mass. Uh, I thought that song was probably my favorite throughout the album. Uh, I would say the title track is another really good one with its like beautiful piano parts and then uh, nice layered string orchestra sections as well. Overall, pretty fun, but just it's Deathcore, man. Seven out of ten. I hear ya. I hear ya. But all right, let's move along here to a new album from the rap duo Dalek Precipice. So, going into this one. Uh, I basically found out about this album through one of these, like, uh, Instagram new album review kind of things, you know, it's, this page specifically focuses on, like, underground indie artists with some of the mainstream ones too, but, like, mostly ones that you would find on, like, a Pitchfork kind of article, you know, and I've been doing that a lot recently, especially trying to find, like, really good ones that would even be worth it talking about here, or really bad ones that would be really worth it talking about on here, and this one was definitely one of the more interesting ones, because looking at the album cover, and even the name, you would expect this to be, like, metal, you know, like, I thought, like, oh, you know, some European metal band, maybe it's black metal or death metal, whatever, you know, but no, this is rap. This is kind of like a, I would say, like, a politically charged kind of rap album, you know? Uh, never heard of these guys prior. Uh, definitely want to look into them more after, uh, listening to this, too, because I really like their style. It's something pretty refreshing, I would say, in the rap genre. It's nothing too repetitive, Especially with, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure these are, like, two white guys, if I'm not mistaken, too. Um... No, it's a, it's a black and white dude. Is it a black guy? Okay, I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. You're very light-skinned, you know? But, like, yeah. So, even then, I was gonna say, like, it's at least something refreshing and not, like, you know, some, uh, uh, uh you know, mainstream white rapper such as Jack Harlow, who we'll get to in another time. Not this episode, but... Yeah, that's something. That's that's a different day. Anyway, this one here, though, I was really impressed with. I actually really enjoyed the flow and everything of this. I enjoyed, like, you know, just how different sounding it was. You know? Like, some songs I enjoyed here, like, Boycott, Good, Holistic, The Harbringers. Uh, title track was really solid. Um, towards the end-ish, it kind of, you know, was losing my interest just a little bit. But, like, it was already at the end of the album, and it's like, you know... More so something I would listen to uh, in terms of the album itself than outside of it, you know, like on my everything playlist. But no, overall, this was solid. It was an 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, like I said, definitely want to look into these guys more. Uh, go ahead, Trent. Yeah, overall, I give it a Music Corner 7. It was definitely an interesting album. Uh, I liked how it was varied in some places. Uh, it was enjoyable for what it was. Uh, I didn't really know much going into it, if anything at all, uh, but I I was surprised. I, I enjoyed it. I was like, wow, this was pretty good at the end of it. Um, I honestly kind of wished it was, I kind of wish it was a little bit longer, but that might just be me. Um, I mean, it's, it is 46 minutes, but it was, in my opinion, I think it was well done. So I could have used, I would have been okay with like one or two more songs. Yeah, no, I totally get that for sure. Uh, Sebastian, take it away. I'm going to start off by saying this has uh, some really, really good flow to it. Uh, the rapper does a tremendous job keeping up with these really awesome lo-fi sounding instrumentals. 
uh, that just go a bit like dark at times, a little bit industrial, and a little bit of boom bap in, in between as well. Um, I really like the themes throughout, you know, I really like the idea of like stopping censorship, you know, I, I always uh, agree with that as much as I can. Um, and these beats, man, they power so much of the song and they just bring so much just grandiose to everything. Um, I also found out that uh, a lot of the guitar work on this album was done by none other than Adam Jones of Tool. Uh, especially in uh, Heretic's Inheritance. Uh, try saying That's that. That's why I liked it so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was fucking great. Uh, he also did a lot of the sound production on it. And yeah, this, I mean, honestly, it this, this whole thing is right up my alley. It's just a little bit of everything. Uh, I feel like this might be a little bit of a sleeper hit for me this year. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good calm rage throughout this. You know, the tension is so high, whether it be uh, the voice of the rapper or the instrumentals in question. And, like, even, like, a lot of the evil intention from, like, the background since just really just get my mind just going. I, I fucking love this shit. Um, and, yeah, it's just super atmospheric. And it just makes you feel so hopeless if you just listen to the instrumental backing and couple with some pretty scary images brought from the uh, rapper as well. Just really, really help it. And it just has such a good climatic, uh, climactic ending to it all that just, oh, so good. Just awesome. Um, just it has some of the most grimy synth parts at the end. Just just left a nice haunting ring to it. Beautiful. I... I was not expecting to like it this much, but I'm going to go ahead. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I have been listening to it, I think, like four times already. Uh, I fucking love this. I did not expect it, but yeah, this is like another huge sleeper for me. Love to see that. Also, dogs in the background, push the teeth for life still. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm trying to quiet them now. They are just... I have them in another room, and they are still going. Because they, they heard about rap, they're like, "What? Well, no, push T! <laughs> like, we got some bars. We got some bars, too! <laughs> Alright, good shit. Well, let's move along here for a new album from Set It Off, Elsewhere. Take it away, Sebastian. So, uh, let me start off by saying Skeleton is a very good, catchy track. I really like the zany instrumentals. It helps uh, boast the vibrance of the track. Uh, even, like, a tastefully cheesy rap part, and that's kind of, like, the whole album. There's, like, some rap parts in there that honestly did not fall as hard as I thought they were going to. Just looking at the band, I thought this was going to be uh, another... I'm trying to remember, like, the band... Um, We'll get to that in another day, I guess. Uh, I can't remember that. Uh, but yeah, the grooves are pretty fucking infectious with the bass on this album. Uh, the mixing is super squeaky clean. My biggest issue is that the album slowed down dramatically as it went on. You know, at the beginning, I was really hooked to it. I was actually enjoying it quite a bit. And then it just brings a lot of somber tracks at the end, especially like the last one being better than this. And I can name a couple things better than this, and it was the first half of the album. Uh, other than that, I mean, I guess it's a bit shallow in the lyrical department. You know, I didn't really have any issues with the lyrics that were like too bad. I guess I should have maybe looked into them more, but I didn't really have many issues there. 
it just had some standout tracks in the first half and second half just was a little bit more of like a quiet hum than like a big bombastic shout like the beginning was so i i don't really know i i was gonna hate this a lot more uh but honestly i'm gonna give this one a 6.5 out of 10 i don't really have too much else to add i mean it's it's an album it's there it's for someone, uh, for some reason, I liked it a good amount. So, yeah. It definitely exists, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Trent. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, yeah, was it a yikes? Um, judging by the album cover, though, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, or in our case, an album cover. Um, but this is exactly what I thought it was going to be, and I wasn't disappointed, at least. Um there there was some cool things here and there but overall i really just didn't like it didn't didn't hit um so i mean i i gave it a five um six never mind i read that wrong see but yeah i gave it a six um because i there was some enjoyment but overall it just kind of fell yeah no i understand that for sure uh, so I'm not any stranger that much to set it off. Uh, I listened to their one album, uh, I think it was, it was Duality, a while ago for Album A Day, which that one, oh, okay, that one really fucking sucked. I hated that album. I just, the style of it was a big turnoff for me. It was huge turnoff. So, going into this one... And kind of going off with what you were saying, trying just looking at the album cover, I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this that much. But I guess, you know, I won't know until I listen to it. Um, yeah, I, I really fucking hated this so much. I This one actually was my worst album of the week, surprisingly, as we'll get to one that was actually uh, pretty bad as well later on. But, man, this one was just like... I don't know, it felt like in the middle, specifically after the song Projector, which, real quick, let me just say, that corniness of just, like, you know, that style of the song, whatever they were doing there, was awful. I, I really did not like that at all with what they were doing. I, just, I, I can't explain. It just felt very, very kid-like, kind of, in a sense, too. It felt, like, very kid-like, and it was aimed for a teenage girl audience, that's I think that's what was like kind of like weirding me out about it a little bit. But then in the middle, after that song, and almost the entire rest of the album, with a few exceptions, it kind of felt like a 1975 album. You know, there was like some sort of like like you know grooviness and like you know style like that that was kind of being in there, or at least that it reminded me of. I was like, oh, that's interesting that's a, that's a choice that you could have done um and then they had like you know corny ass song like peekaboo where it's like quit playing peekaboo i'm like what what why is this why is this a song why are you writing a lyric like this i hate it make it stop so yeah i did not enjoy this album i really don't have anything else to say about it other than it was bad uh i can see it making my worst albums of the year list not the worst though but definitely worst in that list uh it's a four out of ten for me and yeah just gonna just gonna leave it at that but yeah there you have it first half down another to go before we get there let's have a word from our sponsor and we are back all right let's hop into it now with a new album from silverstein misery made me 
Take it away, Sebastian. I thought this was going to be Silver Chair, and I got so disappointed. But nonetheless, this album is pretty good. Uh, screams are nice, a little bit butt rocky at times. Uh, but, you know, there's nice chorus sections to it. I don't know, man. Seven out of ten, I guess. That's it? Yeah. I, I don't I don't have anything to say. This is just... I have heard this 1,000 times over. That's fair. And honestly, that is a, a bit of an issue with me for this album as well. Because uh, Silverstein, obviously, we reviewed a couple years ago. In fact, I think this is like one of the... Uh, one of the first ever albums we did, I think it was like the third week or something like that when we first started the Music Corner, uh, was included that week, and I really enjoyed the album a lot. In fact, I was pleasantly surprised. That one was a beautiful place to drown. Uh, that one ended up making an honorable mentions for me that year, and I was surprised because I felt like they were like that kind of band that was like, you know, after our peak album, which I would say is... Uh, discovering the waterfront uh the quality kind of would have gone down with the band with some you know highs and lows just scattered but that album was definitely a high like definitely a high point in their career i would say i would argue that i was probably like their second or maybe third best album like it's up there for me for sure so going to the mystery made me i thought you know i mean the, some of the singles that have come out so far like it's over was pretty impressive uh i wasn't really too hyped about bankrupt because i'm pretty sure that one also came out a little early um and this one well and this is still a decent album and i still did enjoy it almost for the most part entirely there are just still some moments on here that i was like oh you know like the biggest compliment i'll give this album is that it feels more raw than a uh, beautiful place to drown and like that is you know because of i guess you could say the instrumentals you know where it kind of like gets a little distorted here and there and then like you know he's screaming more i guess you could say on this one or at least there are more when he does scream i should say on this one it feels more raw and heavy you know Le a little less post-hardcore and maybe even more bordering on like a metalcore kind of style of screaming but there are definitely moments on here, like I said, Bankrupt, where, I don't know, I just felt like the song was just mediocre, you know? Uh, there was the one on here, I'm trying to compare it. What was the other one? There's definitely another one that I didn't save on my playlist. I'm trying to, oh, oh, Cold Blood. Yeah, that one I felt was also just very, you know, average. And there are even some songs that I saved on here, too, like... Uh, the Altar Mary and uh, Don't Wait Up that I was just like, you know, it's good enough to save, but it's still, you know, a little, little meh, you know, but the, you also have some high moments though, where we got like a song Live Like This with Nothing Nowhere, where I was like, okay, that's a good feature, and you also got uh, uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Mike Ranica from uh, Devil Wears Prada who is, you know, he's a pretty solid screamer. I like how like different he is than most so he added a little bit of flavor for that song but yeah for a silverstein album it was good it just mm, it could have been better it truly could have been better and that's just gonna be my overall take on this album uh, it's gonna be a seven and a half out of ten for me i can see myself going back to it you know especially the songs that i saved once again but eh, you know maybe it just has to grow on me who knows but anyway take it away trent yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that one. I gave it a seven, uh, seven point five. Uh, it was honestly, I overall enjoyed it. Uh, 
guitar work and the vocals i didn't mind too much uh the nothing nowhere feature you know um i think everybody was it there was three features on this album if i remember correctly yeah yeah it sounds about right yeah trevor daniel my Kranica, and then nothing nowhere yeah uh i mean overall pretty good oh four my bad andrew newfield um but yeah uh i do agree with the butt rockiness at times that is very uh i didn't have it in my notes but as soon as you said it sebastian i was like you know what yeah that it fits um yeah i mean i don't remember the silverstein album that we did i think that was uh, that was right before you went full-time with us okay that makes sense then yeah um yeah uh overall again 7.5 wasn't wasn't too bad sounds good well all right boys it is time it is time to talk about the next album that being three days grace explosions now uh i'm gonna i'm just gonna start it off here by saying i loved Three Days Grace, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say loved. I'm past tense here. Uh, still do enjoy their older work, as that was a pivotal. It's a pivotal band, I would say, in my musical journey. That helped me, you know. I guess you could say that they were like a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? An introduction to like hard rock, a gateway band. There we go. There's the word. They're like a gateway band for me for like, you know, hard rock. And I wouldn't even say metal, you know, cause they definitely do have like some heavier riffs, especially on their older stuff. You cannot go wrong with the self-titled album or even one X, you know, if you played SmackDown versus raw 2007, you know, the bangers of animal I become and riot, you know, they've even had some other really good albums too with, uh, the, uh, life starts now and transit of Venus, which, the latter being a very underrated album by them. But once Adam Gontier left the band and it was replaced by, uh, I think it was like Matt something, I don't know his last name, but it's not important. Uh, that was when the quality of the band started to deteriorate heavily. Like they had an okay album when he first started with, uh, what was that one? I want to say it was like human. Yeah. Human sounds about right. Yeah. So that one was, that was okay. Then the last album, Outsider, was very, that was like, a, okay, now they're starting to really dip in quality. And then we have Explosions. <laughs> okay. So first of all, let's talk about the album cover and the name. The name is stupid as fuck. That is just such a generic ass fucking name that any hard rock band would give an album title. Just like, get ready for explosions. It's gonna be so hard. You know, and then you got like this fucking heart flame thing, you know, and then like top text, bottom text, three days grace and the album name. I'm like, oh boy. And then the first single that came out for its so-called life is just so mediocre and generic, and it just didn't have any flavor. Like, with Outsider, the last album, when they pre uh, they released The Mountain as their first single for it, I liked it. That was actually a really catchy song. I could see some gym bros fucking with it in their workout routine. You know, it's actually not a bad song. It's actually pretty lit. And then the rest of the album was just, like, yeah, mediocre. But this one... Ooh, not a, not a strong start at all for uh, for a single release, and then as I expected, genuinely, it just went bad. I mean, I'm talking 
shitty vocals. It really sounds like he had been smoking a lot more cigarettes, and then they just added, like, a bit of auto-tune on this entire thing. Because something just sounds really fucked up with his vocals. Like, it sounds way more distorted than usual, and I think, I, I feel like it's cigarettes. And if it's not, you know, then they fucked up on mixing. But, nevertheless, it's bad. Uh, whoever that fucking feature is on, I don't remember the song. I don't, it wasn't Neurotic or Lifetime. No, it was probably Neurotic, I believe. (laughs) I looked up who that was, and apparently he was, like, on some sort of, like, TV reality series called Rockstar Supernova. And I, (laughs) I don't know... At all. Like, apparently it was, like, some sort of, like, TV show, and I'm guessing it was, like, well, like, an American Idol-esque kind of thing for, like, hard rock or rock and roll dudes who, like, had that, like, 80s aesthetic or something. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I didn't do any research on it. I didn't care to. But, like, he definitely looks the part. And what I can only describe his vocals as is, like, mid-2000s hard rock while doing the shitty impression of Jonathan Davis from Korn. That's basically it, and it was just horrible. And then then some of these lyrics just feel very, like, 8th or ninth grade angsty kind of thing, where it's just like, yeah, like, I'm gonna fight the world, and, like, we're in this together, you know, kind of thing. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And one interesting point I want to make is that, like, on that album I mentioned earlier, Human, the first one with the new singer, that was also an album that had a lot of, like, co-writers, I guess you could say. Not ghost writers, but definitely ones that, like, helped out way more, especially with the singles. Because then the songs that weren't with the co-writers and was just the band sounded very bland and generic. And that kind of also played a part in the next album. And that heavily shows on this one and shows how the creative juices have just gone out the window. It's done. Like, they either need to get the old singer back or they might need to call it here soon. Because this is, I'm sorry, this is disgraceful. This was not a good album. This is a four and a half out of ten for me. And I do not want any part of this anymore. No thank you. That's all I got. Take it away, Sebastian. Honestly, I feel like that score was very generous. But you know what, <laughs> I agree with a lot of your points. I was going to say, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, like, I can't bash my boys too much. They did so much for my music taste. But at the same time, that's it's not a slap on the wrist. That's a punch to the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a slap followed by like an uppercut right there <laughs> and maybe like a knee to the groin like stay yeah. down <laughs> dude oh my god yeah that title gave me a very bad a very bad vibe to start off and the vibe never left because like <laughs> when you said top text bottom text i just started flipping shit on the other <laughs> end here. it's just... so true though it is it's bottom <laughs> top text bottom text <laughs> oh my god man honestly this is this is just cringe man this is oh my god so i will say they uh three days grace were a very formative band for me getting into lighter rock i would say because i grew up listening to very very heavy shit 
I'm sorry, I don't want to sound like one of those people like, oh yeah, as soon as I came out of the womb, I was blasted fucking corpse grinder. You know, like, no, I'm I just, it happened in my house, so I was just used to heavier music. And then when my dad passed, I remember I was really, really sad, and I put on a lot of Three Days Grace. So yeah, it just, it all culminated, and I really fucked with them back then. As I grew older, I realized... These guys had some really cringe lyrics, but you know what? Adam Gontier was a very god-tier vocalist. I The guy had a lot of talent. Even the bandmates had a lot of talent playing-wise, too. And, yeah, they had a lot of potential, just really messy lyrics and just subject matters because it was just very bland, if anything. But, man, this new singer, his voice is just awful. I... I don't know if it was just the mixing that didn't help, but yeah, I mean, like, the voice is just way too spread at times where it just should not be at all, and I feel like if he were to round his vocals a little bit and, like, make them darker, it would actually fit the tone of a lot of these songs. Um, he's using just way too much rasp for everything. Like, this is worse than, like, people talking about Chad Kroger. Honestly, that's what I, I'm saying. Like, I feel like he smokes more now because it wasn't usually like that on the other releases. But I'm like, my God, it's rough. Right. Yeah. Like, I literally every time he sings, there's an H in the beginning, like, <laughs> you know, like going into it. Like, honestly, uh, it kind of reminded me of um, Puddle of Mud singer. I always forget his name. But yeah, like it just it reminded me of him a lot. And that's that's not a good thing for me. Uh, and then there's also a lot of auto-tune on top of it, too. Like, very noticeable auto-tune. It's not, like, just the pitch correct. Like, it's like a stylistic kind of auto-tune, which did not help. And then the lyrics? Holy fucking shit, man. I am reading a 2010 MySpace post just reading all these. The singer just... He just wants you to know how mad he is. He's trying to throw a fucking chainsaw through the wall because he doesn't. You guys ain't standing tall. Like, who the fuck wrote these lyrics? I looked at the. I looked at the lyric credits. Six people wrote that. Wait, is that true? I didn't see. <laughs> yeah, all the songs are written by all the bandmates, and I'm not sure how much like everybody put in. But if six people came to the conclusion that these lyrics are okay to them, you know, mind of a song. <laughs> How how do you just come up with the most random fucking formulaic generic bullshit from six different people? I can understand if this was like a solo project and the guy really just, he was starting off and he was in high school. But this is a band that has been around for a long time. And I'm not saying their lyrics were like fucking Shakespeare, but better than this. Like, honestly, and he just, he wants to send such a powerful message according to him. But I seriously can't find any of the messages, you know, especially in the the song I Am a Weapon or I Am the Weapon, sorry, uh, where he talks about, you know, having interventions with preachers and teachers and fucking everybody. I don't understand what it's trying to say at all. This album is just full of buzzwords without a single fucking payoff to them, honestly. Um, they just they want to be like just so edgy and so like you know we're gonna take the power back but yet they ain't doing nothing there is no rhetoric behind their words whatsoever and also i want to be a 2000s fucking bully and shove these fucking people's heads in the toilet because man this is why people hate emo and i can understand fucking why like this is just gross to listen to like i am ready to wash the hair dye out of these people's hairs like jesus fuck man and yeah, uh, it's tinny, awful. This is just 
a sad excuse of music to me. And yeah, if you have nothing to say, don't say anything at all. Fucking zero out of ten. Maybe some ironic value, I guess, but uh, zero out of ten for now. Damn, you! That, that was a drive-by shooting that you just did to that band. Holy shit! But understandable it's though. Gross. <laughs> it's gross. I get it. All right, Trent, take it away. I I don't even know what to say after that. Like I. <laughs> They're already dead. Like, yeah, they're already dead. Dude, just keep going. Just keep going, man. Just, just keep going. <laughs> beat the dead horse. Beat the dead horse. Um. Yeah. See, I never really listened to Three Days of Girls. I never really liked them. Um. And a lot of people hated me for that. Actually, you know, Animal I've become is such a banger, dude. <laughs> do 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 do. Like, oh. It fucking yeah, I never liked them, and I was oh, I was excited for this one. Uh, I gave it a fucking rip out of ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing about Three Days Grace that I never minded in my experience was the 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 kind of I especially in the older stuff like the the butt rocky like slightly heavier guitar work. Um, cause I will give them one thing. It was catchy. Like as much as I don't like animal I've become, it's catchy. You know, the it's it, as soon as you hear it, you're like, Oh, that that's three days. Grace. You know it. So I'll give them that. And especially they kind of like, um, goes with this one too. Like I, I was bobbing my head a little bit to the instrumentals. Uh, but other than that, I really had, I, there was nothing to enjoy with this. Uh, yeah, it probably it's it's on par for worst album of the year. It's like right next to Papa Roach for me. <laughs> like it is. All it these is early two thousands bands just need to stop I, making music. <laughs> it's like the fucking uh, what is it? The pink uh, or not pink guy? What the hell is his name? Yeah, it's the same guy. No, which one are you talking about? No, who am I talking about? What is it? I can't remember. Is the filthy Frank? Filthy Frank, thank you. It's time oh. to stop. Where are your parents? Where are your parents? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's exactly it. what it... Just every every band like that just needs to stop because it's not good. I mean, we got it from Asking Alexandria. We got it from Papa Roach. We got it now from Three Days of Grace. Just fucking stop. Please. It's not good. At least change something about it. Yeah, do something different. For real. Do something different. Not like MGK did, though. We don't need that. <laughs> He's going back to that. rap. He's going back to rap yeah, now. I fucking wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of do because he's making more money than he was as a rapper. But, I mean, pfft. what are you going to do? God, you get dissed by Eminem one time. <laughs> and then you have a fucking mental crisis. <laughs> get a bunch a of little crisis. girls screaming. Um, oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, whoa. It, it sounded better in my head than that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Well, hey, whoa. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, but overall, yeah, three days of grace. I what is what is a fucking rip out of ten? Probably a good like three. I mean, rip is R.I.P. That is three. Rip is so. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Well, all right, there you have it with that one. Let's end it off here on 
maybe a high note. I don't know. In comparison to this, probably it's going to be a much higher note. Uh, and that is the new future album. I never liked you. Take it away, Trent. So as we know from high off life, I like future um, high off 2020s high off life was a, it was a great album. In my opinion, I know Nate, I don't think you liked it very much. Yeah, that one I didn't. Um, I do like future though. No more. I'll get more into yeah. that later. He's, he's a, he, for what he does. He's a great artist. Like overall, even if you don't like him for what he does, he's a great artist. Um, on this album, some great fucking features. I honestly think that's the, in in my experience and listening to his features, I think that's the best Kanye feature I've heard. Um, cause it was pretty good. Um, you know, Gunna, Young Thug, Thames, Drake, bunch of great people on this. So, um. And that's one thing I will give the rap community is them incorporating a lot of features and getting like, I guess, all of like their friends to do songs like it's it's really cool. And I guess it's kind of like brushed over uh, in that aspect where it's like, yeah, like, oh, hey, text somebody. Oh, yo, can I get you on this song? Oh, fuck yeah, let's go. And then you just join up in the studio, chill out, record a song easy. Like, I feel like they'd be a great time to be in the studio with them while they're recording that just because. Um, but I, I will say I did like High Off Life better than this one. Um, I was kind of expecting like that, the same kind of, uh, uh, I guess not drive that he had for High Off Life, but um, this one definitely got me with some of the, uh, like the slower beats, which threw me off here and there. Um, and I guess lower energy in a way. Uh, but overall, it still sounded good. It was uh, still in the same range of what I expected from uh, an artist like Future. So I gave it an 8.5. It was it was pretty damn good. Um, and if the year goes the way it's been, this might make it in the top 10 list or at least a um, honorable mention. So, Y'all, there you have it. Uh, Sebastian, take it away. So with future, um, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying that I like future, but I do not like a lot of his albums. Uh, this album, though very fun, you know, it's just his typical sex, drugs, and straight thugging. You know, it's just it- it's fun. Don't get me wrong, I. If someone puts any of these songs on, I will vibe to it. It's really not bad. Uh, but honestly, the really good thing about this album is more than more of the features than Future himself. Uh, Kanye actually brings good energy. Um, I'm hoping this is like a better Kanye that we're going to see. I know he's still a little bit fucked up in the head, but you know he's getting a little bit better, I guess, with energy at least. Uh, Drake... You know, put in a pretty okay feature as well, even though I still wanted to fall asleep. Um, gonna. He's gonna. Um, and then Kodak. I never really liked Kodak Black, but Voodoo had me just just really uh, going for it, man. I fucking love these fire-ass lyrics. Um, you know, I just really just fucked with it, man, and it had some good chorus to it as well. And honestly, from there, the biggest issue I had with just everything is just the length. It's just too long for what the album is. Um, 
you know, a lot of these rap albums, and I'm not saying rap does not deserve to have long albums. Believe me, it can go really well with when done correctly, you know. But when you get to these really long albums, it just feels like, let me just show you a playlist of all my singles and then just play them all over, you know. I, I like a little bit of cohesion between tracks for something as long as this, but I just never really get that here. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to put this one at 5 out of 10. It's really not, like, offensive in any means or anything like that. You know, Future has some really funny-ass lyrics, and he still does what he does very well. I just really wish this album had more cohesion to it, just more, I don't know, something to it. It's just typical Future, but you know what? He does what he does best, and you can't blame him for that. Make some good money. And that he does. Like... I've been listening to Future a lot more, especially recently, like, because I didn't want, like, High Off Life to be what I see Future as, and, like, just a mediocre rap artist when I know he's done, like, a lot for the genre, and, like, he's considered to some as one of the best rappers in the modern era, so it's like, you know, I gotta see what this guy, what else he does, you know, and, you know, I've been very impressed with some of his releases, like, Evolve and, uh, DS2 was great. The one from uh, 2019, I think it was. Um, I don't remember which that one was. Was that like MMX, something like that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But that one was a good one as well. Uh, so going into I Never Liked You, I, I didn't like expect anything mind-blowing or different. Like, it's future. He's, he's pretty formulaic with what he does. And, you know... What he does, he does best, I would say. Like, even compared to, like, Gunna and Young Thug, just a couple guys featured on the album even, you know? He, he's he got a better style, even than both of them. But they also still bring, like, you know, they bring it to the table as well with what they got as well. But, you know, songs like 712 and uh, I'm Dead Friend, uh, both of them just really good songs. Although I will say the, the latter one of them... I, it was a bit longer than it should have been, but I mean, if it wasn't that long, we might not have gotten the PP bar, so <laughs> I don't know, man. See that as a win, see that as a loss, but uh, either way, you know, he just fucked her in the ass and made her PP, so <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Um, Keep It Burning, the Kanye featured song. Imagine Kanye going harder on a future album than he did on a Pusha T album. <laughs> that's that's all i'm gonna say about that great song just kind of questioning why he would do that over being on a really solid push a t song but i digress two push a t songs i digress though uh for a nut (laughs) oh yeah i i love that i love that song that's the one with gun on young thug it's just it's too good the fucking I just shoved some diamonds in her butt bar. <laughs> that doesn't get old for me. That's great. Uh, Puffin on Zooties. Uh, I'm hearing a lot from like a lot of fans saying like that's gonna be that's like Future's next like you know big song. You know that'll like grow even more over time in popularity, which I could see. It definitely is one of like the more um. I don't know if emotional is the right word, but definitely someone around there, you know, especially like with like lyrical content and shit. Uh, one of the, one of the, we'll see deeper cuts 
from future. Uh, and on the back half here, you know, we still got some bangers as well. Uh, we just want to get high. Uh, Holy Ghost. The way things go in. I will say, the that Drake feature, the, the second one, the I'm on one with Drake, that one wasn't bad. Uh, the other one was okay, too. Uh, I forget which one that one was. That might have been uh, either Wait For You or Love You Better. I don't know at the moment, but that one was okay. That had Drake on there, but definitely uh, the later one was better. I'm on one. But, yeah, overall, I enjoyed this one a lot more than the last album. Uh, it's obviously not best rap album of the year but it's definitely one that's like i could see making my honorable mentions it's not gonna make my top list for sure but like i know it'll definitely make an honorable mention so with that it's an 8 out of 10 for me good job future keep it real that's all i got and that's gonna do with the new albums as well but before we go you know us we got some honorable mentions uh, some recommendations. I keep saying honorable mentions, but you know what? It's, it's the same thing, basically. Whatever. I got one here. I got a really solid grindcore album I want to share. And that is the band Gadget and their album The Great Destroyer. So, literally on Wednesday, I listened to this album because I remembered, um... Well, I didn't remember. Basically, I was really fucking tired that day. And had already chugged uh, an entire like, Starbucks drink, and I knew I was gonna be hanging out with my friend later, and like timing too, because I went. That's when uh, Dance Gavin Dance was seeing them live, so I knew like timing was very like you know something I, I had to focus on if I was gonna get an album out of the way, because I didn't listen to one like on the way to school or whatever. It was a really hectic day, so I literally was like, you know what, you know what's a quick style of music? Grindcore. Let's see if I can find a grindcore band. And, uh, you know, I found a playlist. The first band that I saw on the playlist, the first song was by the band Gadget, and I was like, you know what, alright, let's fucking do it. Yes, this was some solid fucking grindcore. Like, this is the shit, like, it didn't sound like, you know, too, like, messy in production, much like how some grindcore bands do tend to sound like. No, this one was clean. This was clean, this was quick, you know, about, like, 26 or 27 minutes, and it's just got some fucking heavy hitters. It, I mean, it barely slows down i think only at one point it kind of does at the end but even then it's it's in your face man it, these songs go by quick and it is just a fun time uh in fact they're kind of like so quick that it's a little bit hard to save on a playlist when like you know got a quick song and then right away we got another one going you know and not even that one's quick but if i were to recommend even some songs i'd say uh enemies of reason dedication and uh the title track are just some easily some bangers on this one but uh it's definitely worth checking out this whole album especially if you're big in the grindcore uh yeah that is gadget for you uh trent what do you have for us today so uh, a good friend of ours one we've had on the podcast before a man by the name of dylan drastic has released a uh three song ep here um uh, dilated white linen reparations, which is uh, all the songs on there. Um, I have not had the chance to listen to it yet, but I just saw it on uh, his Instagram story. Uh, so I figured I'd recommend it because he's a great guy. Um, talked about one of his albums. We had him on for an interview. Um, so go check it out. Always great to support, you know, our friends and uh, what they do. And uh, if you like some good, I guess kind of bluesy at points uh, i listened to a little bit of uh dilated i think it was uh the first song um 
check it out. Yeah, I second that too. He's a great artist, and like I, I remember on the interview, I even like I told him what influences I thought he had, and those were the influences that he said he yeah, had. I think most notably was Pink Floyd. I think. Yeah, Pink Floyd and Radiohead. Yeah. I remembered. Yeah. yeah, Radiohead. Yeah. Yep. He's he's a great guy. Great artist too. Def- great guy. Big shout out to you, Dylan, if you're listening. Have you met him, Nate? Not in person. Not in person. Oh, yet. we gotta make that happen. The one I did uh, meet was uh, Vince. That was the one that yeah. we, who we've had in the past. Yeah, we had him on. He was in yeah. my class too for my, <laughs> oh, yeah. for fucking uh, what was it? it was a marketing class, basically. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. It was awesome. But yeah, awesome. Uh, Sebastian, what do you got for us? So today I have uh, just a very simple album. Nothing too crazy here. Um, I got. Yo, Bum Rush the Show by Public Enemy. Um, I don't know why I was bumping this a lot, but I was. Uh, this came out in 1987. Uh, if you guys don't know who Public Enemy is, the viewers and everything, um, yeah, this is Flava Flav's first group. And this is what started, uh, you know, the good old, yeah, guy, uh, and his rise as a hype man. Basically... I don't know what you would compare him to. I guess he was like the original DJ Khaled, but with actual talent and charisma. Um, yeah, this this is filled with some really good boom bap. You know, Flavo brings some good raps in here and there. Uh, the rest of the group does a really fair job as well. Uh, and os- honestly, they had some really heavy instrumental samples going through. Like, I don't know what they were exactly sampling, but they would sample, like, some punk rock stuff, and, yeah, I mean, it was pretty revolutionary. You didn't really hear a lot of rap back then using such heavier instrumentals. You know, of course, you would have the be- uh, Beastie Boys that would start off with, like, you know, punk and then move on to rap, but they didn't really, like, bring a lot of the punk into rap. It was more of, like, just them doing their own thing after this. Really cool. Um, I guess the only gripe, I guess, uh, if you have any issues with mixing like I do, just remember this is an 80s rap album, so they had to do with what they had. So a lot of the mixing sounds like they were in a toilet. Um, not their fault, it's just what they had to use, you know. And I still think it sounds good even with that, you know. So if you guys like old grindcore, I guess you can enjoy something like this. And uh, if you like good rap as well you can enjoy this as well well there you have it that has been the week ladies and gentlemen thank you all for listening Trent Sebastian as always thank you for joining and we will see you guys in the next episode this has been the Music Corner with 808 and we are signing off